Welcome to The Excellent Fiduciary, a podcast from Roland Chris, where we explore what it takes to meet and exceed the demands of managing an employee benefit plan in today's complex market. From regulatory developments to fiduciary news and practical tips, tune in to The Excellent Fiduciary for your step-by-step guide in achieving compliance and confidence in a new fiduciary era. Now let's begin today's show with an introduction from our Roland Chris host. If you're familiar with fiduciary best practices for employee benefit plans in any way, you likely understand the conventional names for concepts that have to do with preventing, detecting, or fixing mistakes and irregularities in plan operations. We find that traditional internal control methods are simply insufficient for the present business environment and that the titles of practices and their definitions must change. I'm Ron Hagen, Chairman of the Risk Standards Committee at Roland Chris. In this podcast, we'll discuss the conduct required to fulfill the responsibilities of an employee benefit plan administrator, as described in Section 316 of the Employee Retirement Income Security Act, or ERISA. Chief financial officers, human resources leaders, and other business unit leaders make up the class of ERISA fiduciaries, and we'll expose why their management practices have become outdated. So stay tuned and enjoy hearing some of the insights that come from practical, frontline experience. The increasing complexity and rate of change in the operating environment have outpaced traditional guidelines used by many employee benefit plan committees. Federal law describes the principles that govern their duty to the participants in the programs they oversee, namely retirement, pension, and health care and welfare plans. Regrettably, though, the law doesn't specify the tactics needed to conform to those principles. Further complicating compliance is that employee benefit plan management requires skills in four major functions or disciplines. These are governance, administration, investments, and controls, in which not many ERISA fiduciaries have academic training or hands-on experience before they occupy their oversight role on their employee benefit plan committees. Amazingly, there are no licensing or certification requirements to be an ERISA fiduciary. Well, attempts were made in recent years to create steps that can guarantee prudent performance for ERISA plan fiduciaries. Uh, The steps developed among independent groups have failed, though, to catch on, leaving employers in the difficult position of only learning whether they comply with conduct approved by the U.S. Department of Labor under the stress of a regulatory plan audit. ERISA fiduciaries could use universal standards to guide their conduct. And examples of best practices that turned into standards that Governed behaviors in other sectors include ISOs, quality audit and process standards, employment standards, professional standards that govern attorneys, CPAs, engineers, and medical practitioners are other examples of standards that have become adopted as specific guidelines, almost on a regulatory uh, scale, for other sectors of the business environment. Now, leading leading fiduciaries... Striving for prudent performance, which is described as consistently attaining goals while dealing with uncertainty and complying with ERISA's prudence rule, uh, are familiar with the so-called prudent person rule. It's quoted often and appears in hundreds of articles. 
and that rule declares that a fiduciary must discharge their duties with the care, skill, prudence, and diligence that a prudent person acting in a like capacity would use in the conduct of an enterprise of like character and aims. A proven ERISA fiduciary framework of controls for governance, risk management, and compliance, or GRC, is the clearest example of how to achieve prudent performance. Now, I'll spend the next few minutes describing it for you. In order to attain prudent performance, ERISA fiduciaries must aggressively promote actions that advance their employee benefit plan's goals and forbid anything that poses a threat to achieving those goals. Examples include establishing training standards for all employee benefit plan committee members, eradicating some subpar service quality from vendors, vigilance against excessive fees, and correcting obsolete governance policies for data security, conflicts of interest, and investments, just to name a few. In addition, committees must recognize when goals are being met and determine if negative behavior, circumstances, or events have occurred or seem likely to do so. ERISA fiduciaries must react correctly to acceptable and unacceptable behavior, adverse circumstances, and conflicts of interest as those become known. Recognition of the potential negative impact of threats from sources outside the traditional committee's monitoring is a critical component of the prudent performance framework. Examples include payroll operations that fail to comply with the terms of the plan document, subservice vendors. Uh, these are businesses that contract behind the scenes with primary service providers like record keepers and the employer's information technology department on cybersecurity issues. A prudent performance framework provides much more than just mistake detection. The framework utilizes an integrated and layered system of several control types that include process, human capital, technology, and physical controls, all based on risk assessments and analyses to boost a fiduciary committee's confidence in its decisions. The modern categories of controls for employee benefit plans include proactive, detective, and responsive actions. I'll spend just a minute elaborating on each. Proactive controls include the prevention of conflicts of interest and errors by proper procedures and committee supervision. Detective controls are integrated with plan operations to identify the actual or potential occurrence of desirable and undesirable conduct and report to the committee on a recurring schedule. Responsive controls do more than fix errors. They enable the committee to grasp opportunities, such as reducing vendors' fees, improving a plan's options, and identifying weaknesses in treating personally identifiable information and personal health information. Fiduciary GRC is a good example of a leading prudent performance framework it changes the traditional approach to employee benefit plan decision-making and controls in this manner. First, it looks at the governance structure. That's made up of the plan document, investment policy statement, data security policy, and vendor roster. The entire control strategy depends on an all-encompassing viewpoint. It implements measures to address potential obstacles to compliance with the plan's governance rules and ERISA's fiduciary principles. In order to avoid 
a single point of failure for high-risk areas and to avoid under- or over-controlling, fiduciary GRC uses a layered range of controls based on a periodic risk assessment. A culture that encourages and rewards self-assessment is evidence of a commitment to fiduciary ethics and prudent performance. Surveys of employers who have upgraded their employee benefit plan's GRC approach have proven that being proactive and responsive simultaneously is possible and necessary. The technology we have today and the analytics and reports they produce allow us to continuously assess and rebalance the complete spectrum of activities and controls. Employee benefit plan committees that adopt the fiduciary GRC approach are in an excellent position to attain prudent performance when they approach the internal control environment with an integrated strategy. A change in traditional employee benefit plan management practices and controls is necessary. Regulatory, legal, and cybersecurity risks confirm it. Many CFOs and human resources leaders are now committed to modernizing their management approach, embracing the prudent performance behaviors available in a proper GRC framework. Now, to be clear, GRC is not a technology. Instead, GRC is a combination of processes, controls, and human resource development. Employee benefit plan operations heavily depend on the capabilities that a well-designed GRC structure delivers. Where those capabilities are lacking, human resources leaders face the daunting task of managing complex operations that are rife with legal risks and moral obligations. If you'd like some information about fiduciary GRC, uh, just send me an email, ronhagan at rolandchris.com, and I'll be happy to send you some information about that. Well, as we wrap up today's podcast, I want to share this observation with you. A critical step in testing fiduciary methods is to eradicate relativism. Relativism exposes and erases fiduciary to inconsistencies at best and outright breaches in their conduct at worst. Creating standards or policies in non-relative terms produces more predictable, measurable outcomes. Well, thank you for your participation in today's podcast. We enjoy receiving feedback, so please send us your comments by email at excellentfiduciary, all one word, at rollandchris.com. We look forward to hearing from you, and I hope you'll join us on our next podcast. And until then, have a wonderful day.